If the Atlantic were to dry up, it would reveal a scattered pathway of human bones, African bones, marking the various roots of the Middle Passage. John Henrik Clark, historian. This morning we gather to remember, to name and honor those early members of this church who, in the 16 and 1700s, arrived here via the wretched Middle Passage, who survived the ordeal, those who, by virtue of their membership or baptism in this church, are family to us, our great, great, great grannies and grandpas, aunties and uncles. And you, whatever the color of the skin in which you are wrapped, these are your ancestors. For in the church, the waters of baptism are thicker than blood. Until the year 2015, these early African members of Old South Church had never before been recognized as a group, never wept over, asked pardon of, eulogized, or memorialized. Let this annual service of remembrance be their own Saints' Day, the Sunday nearest the UN's declaration of August 23 as the International Day for the Remembrance of the Slave Trade and its abolition. We know far too little about these members, what parts of Africa from which they were stolen, what each was doing the day, the hour, the minute he or she was kidnapped. We don't know if Thomas had ticklish feet, or if Cato was a fabulous artist or a great leader. We don't know Scipio's real name, the one his mother gave him. We don't know anything about Felicia's family, whether she had children home in Africa or here, or whether her children survived childhood or whether any of us are her blood descendants. We know too little, but we know some things. We know for a fact that each one suffered confinement and chains, perishing cold and sweltering heat, profound grief, poverty, and untold indignities. We know that they were terrorized, brutalized, and dehumanized. We know they were treated as things, commodities. We know that in their post-African lives, there was precious little comfort and terrible hardship. We know this. Puritans did not bestow church membership or the waters of baptism easily or lightly, which means that these African members knew their Bible. They knew, for instance, the story of Exodus in which God, through Moses, demands that Pharaoh free the enslaved Israelites. They knew this foundational story in which the divine heart is revealed, a story in which it is revealed that the divine heart abhors slavery, despises it, and more, the story reveals that the God of love will do harm, will wreak terrible havoc upon, and cause great suffering, terrible suffering, to any who dare enslave others. It is little wonder that the earliest known black abolitionist in this country hailed from Puritan, Massachusetts. Little wonder that African members of Old South Church, our own grannies and grandpas, were at the heart of the black abolitionist movement. No wonder that African members like Phyllis Wheatley, who was steeped in scripture, 
took it upon herself to reformulate Puritan religious ideas into a clear, erudite, biblically informed and searing critique of slavery. In her poetry, Phyllis Wheatley warned that America would fail in the revolutionary wars of the 1770s if it continued to enslave Africans. The practice of slavery, she asserted, was depraved and loathsome to God. And woe to and pox upon any people who practiced it. For look what happened, she pointed, to the Egyptians. Yet even as this church welcomed into membership and baptized persons of African descent, they were not treated as equals. Moreover, while I had earlier thought and hoped that enslaving others was a rare practice among Old South Church members, I know better now. Many, perhaps most of our early members and ministers were enslavers, benefiting off the stolen labor and ruin lives of others. A word about Old South Church records. The names, as you will see and hear them, are as they were handwritten and entered into our ancient ledgers. While Old South Church's records are excellent, better, I dare say, than the records of many churches, they are nevertheless imperfect. There are gaps. In one instance, 30 years with no records at all. In another case, during the siege of Boston, when British dragoons occupied and desecrated our meeting house, there is a full 10-year gap. So the names, as you will see and hear them, do not represent all of our African members, but most. As you hear and read the names, you might ask their pardon for the sufferings inflicted upon them and say a prayer for the peaceful repose of their souls. The names will be read by Dr. Vivian Johnson, a retired educator and a not-so-retired activist. Dr. Johnson is a Boston representative of the Middle Passage Ceremonies and Port Markers Project. The names will be read in the chronological order of the date of their membership or baptism in this church. Families are together. Children's names are in parentheses. Listen now. Listen as the names of our African ancestors are lifted up and named in this house of God. The following people, all of African descent, most of them them enslaved were either baptized or admitted into membership or both at Old South Church between the years 1696 and 1783. I am reading their names <coughs> in the chronological order of the date of their baptism or membership. Families will be named as a group. As an African proverb states, as long as you speak my name, I shall live forever. Lydia, Juno, Essex, Essex Jr. and Toby, Sarah, Margaret, Thomas, Ebenezer, 
Toby, Patience, Patience Jr., Grace, Essex, and Ruth, Jane, Onesimus, and William, Mingo, Elizabeth, Pompey and Abigail, Worcester, Deborah, Felicia, John Myatt, Robert Douay, Tower Hill, Argolis, Cornwall, Brill, Maria, Lucy Manuel Bassett, Richard and Maria, Titus, Scipio, James, Margaret, Rose, Anne, Phyllis, Jane and Anne, Simon, Julia, Maria, Richard, and George, Scipio, Dinah, 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 Flora, Catherine, Lucy, Pompey, Thomas, Cato, Lucy, Baker, Scipio, James Bow, Phyllis, Catherine, Boston, Flora, Scipio, Nancy, and Jane, Patience, and Patience Jr., Bristol, and James, Judith, Venus, Dinah and Peter, Dinah, Hagar, Juba, Lucas, Newton Prince, James, Fidelia, Peter, Scipio, Margaret, and Catherine, Thomas, Phyllis Wheatley, David, Scipio Gunny, Moses, Moses Jr., Judah, and Paul, Thomas, Quickly Oliver, Richard Stanley, Lucas and Phyllis Taylor, John Domeret, Elizabeth Tillinghast, Anne Elizabeth Tillinghast, and Sarah Ann Brown, Charlotte Rowe, Haley Pippins Rogers, Hester Hedge, Patience Tyler, Sarah and John Wilson, Sarah Ann Elizabeth, and Charlotte Arrington Wilson, George Hart, Hannah Capon, Sophia Miller Francis, Sarah, Richard, Titus, a child of 10, James, Anne, and their three children, Rose, Phyllis, Jane, and Anne, Anne, a free woman, Simon and Peg, Hammond, Scipio, Maria, 
Julia, Maria, Dinah, Dinah, Flora, Catherine, Pompey, Thomas, Lucy, Lucy, Cato, Baker, James Val, Catherine, Boston, Flora, Patience, Bristol, Venus, Judith, a child, Deborah, Dinah, Juba, Lucas, Hagar, Newton, James, Fidelia, Thomas, Peter, Scipio, David, Moses.